What's up, everybody? Welcome to Waypoints Media Club, your one-stop shop for discussions on all things movies, video games, TV shows, but never books. Today, I am joined with the one and only Jim Tasty, a.k.a. Brett Jamerson, in a rare two-person media club, where today we are going to be discussing What If Episode 9, What If the Watcher Broke His Oath. So we have the season finale of What If. So far, the show's been met kind of lukewarm. What are your thoughts on the on the finale, Brett? I thought it was pretty cool. Um, uh, I like the little uh, Winter Soldier nod at the beginning. Um, uh, like the battle, I thought the battle was pretty cool. It definitely felt uh, very Infinity War like Titan vibes. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Doctor Strange, dude, MVP of the episode. Seriously, like, yeah, there, there it was like they're really going places with the uh with the dark doctor strange yeah like he was like like eating like the blast from all was it just five was it five infinity stones or i mean at one point he ate the soul stone yeah like dude he was like he gave everyone protection spells otherwise he would have been dusted yeah long ago like that that was cool to see him uh really stand out in this episode and and because his his episode episode four was my favorite episode. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, I I really grew to like this iteration of the character, and um, yeah, seeing them all do their thing was pretty cool. And uh, Thor yelling "Viva Las Vegas!" and yeah, <laughs> everybody kind of cool. stayed in the in the kind of alternate character that they were, which I mean is expected. But I'd argue with yeah. Thor that was like too much. Like you're telling me that this Thor never even knew how to be slightly serious. But he was a badass in the way that he fights, like always. Yeah, yeah, so I thought it was pretty cool. I I think where they're going with this show in season two and maybe a movie or two, I think is pretty exciting just based off of what we got here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think there's been whispers that like some of these characters might pop up in some multiversal movies. Um, but we don't actually know to the extent or if that's even true. I wouldn't be against it, even though I'm kind of like meh on the show. I wouldn't be against seeing these characters in some form of live action. Yeah, like... Not necessarily all of them, but like some of them. Yeah, for me, my MVP was Doctor Strange or Do Strange Supreme. Um, but I really liked uh, Captain Carter. Uh so I and the, I think those are I think those those were my two favorite. I think those are the two most likely to show up in. Um, yeah, because when you think I, about the actors that would have to play them, right? Yeah, I, I feel like those those two actors are more keen. Like, and we know Benedict Cumberbatch is you know signed up for who who, who knows how many. Yeah, projects. he's still in the MCU. The, the reason that's why I, we would never see any of these alternate Black Widows is because like Scarlett Johansson's done with the role. Um, I don't know. They they made up now, so who knows, man? <laughs> well, I mean, they they, they settled there. the lawsuit, but I mean, I just think regardless of whether or not the lawsuit had happened, I, she wasn't showing up. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And like, I don't think we'll get uh, this version of Gamora, although it was pretty cool. I think that was the episode that got. It, cut. it was. It's very obvious that that's the episode that got cut, and I think that it was a little bit of a detriment because it's like I have no attachment to this Gamora, and I really just have questions as to. Why are her and Tony crush like kind of like melting the Infinity Gauntlet? Tony is in like 
the Hulkbuster, but like it looks different and it has that blue stripe that kind of looks like Thor's stripe in um, Ragnarok. So it's like, did, did he get sent to Sakaar? Yeah. So it just, it gives me a lot of questions. Like I will watch the next season. I'll say that right now. These were all not the best thing that the MCU's put out, but like I still find them, you know, they're enjoyable for the 30 minutes or so that I watch them. Right. And yeah. And I, I, like I would put money on, these some of these characters showing up in future projects and that's why for me it works only because um even though the individual stories are fine i think it's that connectivity that's really gonna strengthen this season yeah. retroactively it's it's interesting to me how so the episode titled what if the watcher broke his oath yet at the end of the episode they're like, oh, we're just stories to you. We're not real. You, you, all you do is sit there and watch, and like, you don't help us. And he's like, yeah, I can't. So he's still sticking to his oath. I guess he just felt like this one case scenario was so big he had to. Yeah, right. I mean, because, uh, what, what's the uh, proper name? Infinity Ultron. I think. Uh, I mean, he was, you know, he would have came after through. the whole multiverse. He was jumping through multiverses, so uh, that's something that would affect yeah. literally all And reality. I think that, the re you know, when he sends them back, it appears that he sent them back basically the, the same moment that he took them. So it's like he didn't really interfere with those worlds. He just protected the entirety of the multiverse. The one big thing he did was he put the apocalyptic Natasha in the episode with... Um, hank pym like that timeline yeah which uh that was kind of cool because uh, um for, for a second i was like uh, yeah it's like you can't because because in in uh her timeline she's didn't she say something essentially like there's no one left or she's something? i think like, she's the only human left alive which also at one point makes me wonder like why were her and Hawkeye even trying at that point? Like, if you guys kill yeah, Ultron, you guys are the only humans left. What's the point, personally? See, that's why I think there there's more humans. It's just, like, they were the only heroes left or something. Cause, but then yeah, that's otherwise... fucked up for her to be like, oh, yeah, but, like, let them stay there. And I think she said right. a line that she's, she is the only one. Uh, but it's yeah, also, like, how know. does she know that? Yeah, I don't know. But it was cool to, like just see that i mean that's why i i like the show more than most was just like i don't know just her getting transported to the avengers assassinated timeline and seeing just captain america and captain marvel still like d doing their best and trying to save that world like yeah I was like i'm like that's that's that and i it just made me wonder like okay like I don't know all these different branches i'm like i want to know more and just see where these different stories take us yeah because... at one point i was just like i wonder why he didn't take them in but then when i saw how they got in at the end i was like okay that makes sense and then i kind of realized like they don't want anybody that were super i don't i, don't, I can't i guess i can't use the phrase super familiar with but they as far as we know that captain america and that captain marvel are not that much different than the ones that we know in the main mcu timeline just that the events that predate them are different mm -hmm. and those are also like cap especially being like one of the original avengers and captain marvel now being like one of the main ones i think that in doing this they kind of they there was no double ups of like 
you know, other than Black Widow herself, you did not have any other person that was on the Avengers in this. Right. The closest we get is that Captain Carter is basically the same as Captain America power-wise and skill-wise, but it's like... That, I mean, that's really it. That's so. That's still so different. It's like T'Challa, there's nothing like... T'Challa slash Star-Lord, nothing like them in the original Avengers that were in the MCU. There's no person comparable to Gamora. Strange, I don't know if he considers himself an Avenger. Technically was not part of the originals. So I get what they were doing by kind of plucking them and making this team so different than the Avengers team we know. I also liked calling them Guardians of the Multiverse was corny but cute. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I was, I was always wondering. I was like, what are they gonna? What's the name of this group? And yeah. I thought it was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be like something Avengers. Yeah. But the fact that they were the guardians of the, of the, of the multiverse. Like... Yeah. Oh, I also completely forgot. I guess we had Thor, right? We had one, two versions of Thor. But other than that, they really didn't want to repeat. So I, I get why they didn't put Steve and and um, Carol in this mm-hmm. one because that's for those that timeline has no reason for them to be significantly different. Yeah, and 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 we have to remember too, because uh, I, I want to talk about this. But he picked that squad for a select reason, um, and uh, which makes me want to talk about uh, Killmonger and how yeah, like like because like even though Strange Supreme, you know, kind of technically murdered trillions on trillions when he collapsed his own universe, uh, he's still like. He, I, I literally, I literally think in the subtitles it it was describing him as misguided, which I, you know, he committed a horrible thing, obviously, but it's not like he had an evil intent like in his heart. You he know? he did something really dumb and stupid for yeah. the purposes of, but for one specific purpose. His like, he didn't go in with the mentality of I want to hurt people to get what I want. Right. You could argue all the creatures that he absorbed count as like people he was willing to they were, hurt they were demons but uh, like i'm, I'm talking demons. like people on earth like the people that you would have like an emotion that you could be like but we're still human we're still the same mm-hmm. whereas it, killmonger really did want to use the stones for his advantage and like what was his plan take over the earth with it because he also i'm not saying i believe him but he pitched the idea to everyone else as like we could do good things with the stones we can fix all our universes yeah but i mean but he was just saying that to get them to agree to it. And in his idea, I would also think that his version of fixing the world would be total domination of the world. Yeah, because uh, was it was it the Killmonger episode where uh, the Watcher said, this one breaks my heart? Or was that the Ultron episode? All, all I know is, all I know is the Killmonger episode was one of the, like, it was probably Ultron and Killmonger where he was like visibly upset and saddened by the events that transpired in that particular universe more than any of the other ones. I think so, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when he picked him for the squad, I was like, okay, I mean, you know, he has the powers of the Black Panther, so he's going to be useful, but he's a bad dude. He's this, a bad this... dude, but he knows what... He knew what he what he needed on the team, and it's like... He wasn't, like, it's weird. Killmonger, like, in that universe is acting as though he's a good guy. And so that's enough to be, like, you know that this mission would be important. And then, yeah, he yeah. got seduced by the stones or drawn in by the stones. 
Because this series really kind of solidified that Killmonger is just a bad dude. Like, yeah, like he just is a conniving, backstabbing dude. And yeah, like, and, and the Watcher literally accounted for that when assembling the squad because he knew he uh, Killmonger would go for the stones. And yeah, when you're like, what would he do with them? It's like, well, I mean, look at what he said he was going to do in Black Panther. Like, basically, yeah, start a race war and you know. And so, with the stones, I, I can't imagine anything... Like, he's not going to snap half the universe. He's not no, gonna... he, he would go... He, I think he would really use it for world domination. Yeah, he he wouldn't fix other multiverses. He would go back to his yeah timeline and put himself and Another, I guess, Wakanda yeah. at power at the top of the world. And, just and now him and Ultron are stra evil stranges, or dark stranges, kind of little snow globe to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, pretty wild with uh, with Zola able to take over Ultron. Um, yeah, because I saw this uh, uh, comic panel of like Zola in some like seventies comic or something with that similar like not Ultron but like Zola's face is like in the stomach of this robot. And, yeah, and so like I think they obviously took inspiration from that, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt like Strange was too happy. Not happy, but, like, again, like, with the end of episode four, and he was chilling in the universe, and, uh, or I guess at the end of uh, episode eight, when the Watcher comes back, and he's just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'll help. And then, uh, I mean, he said nothing nine... better to do, right? He's just kind of sitting there. Right, but then in, in episode nine... The Watcher's like, all right, you're back in your, you know, prison. I mean, which, again, he committed a horrible, horrible, horrible crime. He's like, all right, you got to go back to your... You have to go back to your pocket dimension and watch the smaller and pocket dimension. Other. Yeah, and it's like... like but it's man, also like he right. can't put Strange somewhere else because that would break... That would be interfering in a way. Yeah. And, and I know so the whole like, episode is like he interfered, but again, he did not interfere in a universe that was going he interviewed in a universe or in a timeline where there was one person on earth left and he used that person in the team and he was really protecting the other timelines yeah is if that's still considered breaking his oath i, I really wonder if we're gonna get his trial or if they're gonna dive deep into that in season two mm. yeah i could see that and yeah. yeah it just makes me wonder like like how we said a few minutes ago that you know Doctor, this strange supreme. He's he's not evil. He's more misguided. But I don't know. I still feel like there might be something up with. with his he, he's like, and and that's why I think yeah. he'll show up in multiverse either Spider Man. I don't uh, think he he would show up in Spider Man. I think if if he was to show up, he would show up in multiverse of madness. For how long? Who knows? Well, I would. Yeah, I was just saying the No Way Home thing because. Doctor Strange in that trailer, he looks like his hair looks more grayer, and 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 this for and Strange Supreme has like grayer hair and the darkened. But he has the eyes. darkened eyes, and he also talks slower, like he's always in a little bit of pain. I think that that's our Doctor Strange in in the No Way Home trailer. I don't think that there's anything suspicious about it. Okay, but but either way, he yeah, he'll probably he could show up in Doctor Strange two or or something else. You know, who knows? I would say if he shows up in anything, he would show up in Doctor Strange two. Maybe almost just teach, not like teach him a lesson, but like it would the the original Strange that we follow would kind of look at it, be like, "That's a path I don't want to go down." 
yeah. you know, maybe 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 something happens in Doctor Strange too that becomes a fixed point in time, and that Strange kind of has to teach our Strange like you need to accept that, right? Because the consequences are so much worse. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just interesting to be like Strange Supreme in that pocket universe watching. A smaller pocket universe. Um, Killmonger, yeah, Killmonger, and uh, it was Zola. Zola. Yeah, but Zola. What was Zola's plans with the stones? Like he just wanted them. I mean, with all six, he could recreate Hydra. But like, yeah, he could he could literally pop up Hydra, pop up everything fixed back in that world, and then pop to Hydra being in yeah. control. And you know who knows what else he would do since he's an AI program, but. Um, yeah, like if I was Strange Supreme in that pocket universe, I'm looking at these six Infinity Stones that work in other multiverses. Clearly, well, um, do they? Because yeah, they I were mean, in the universe where he got the stones. Who Ultron? Ultron got the stones. I don't think no. The, from I, I, the universe of his episode which was the apocalypse one and that's where the fight went down no 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 because there was a line drop that essentially stated that yeah i guess if he was jumping between he, each of the he was already he was already on a multiversal yeah war they work and, but i guess they're not 100 percent the same which is why gamora's thing couldn't crush it yeah that was another interesting little tidbit of that the characteristics of the stones like yeah, the characteristics of maybe powers or, you know how yeah. they manifest. I know in the comics uh, it's like a whole thing that the stones only work in the timeline that they are from. So like if you take the um, the the ultimate universe, you know like where Miles is from, and you took those Infinity Stones and put them in the main universe, the six one six universe, they wouldn't work. Which is also right. why in Loki they don't work inside the TVA. Mm hmm. Well, I think the TVA is different just because there's... It is, yeah, different than an alternate timeline. It sits outside of all of that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and the, how the stones were, like, smooth and more, like, comic accurate compared to... Well, I, I just I just put that as more of the animation style. I, I think I think in the original comics, aren't they, like, smooth, like, stones? And in the comics, they literally look like little gems about... Ooh, just hit my mic. They, they literally look about little gems about this big, and they're all the same, and their colors have been switched around at so many points in the comics. Um, whereas, I mean, even in the movies, I'd argue, they're all roughly like that at their core when you break the stones down to their core. Just they have a little bit more of a texture to them because it's realistic, for lack of a better word. But, um, yeah, I mean, going back to Strange, like, bringing in the the zombies. Yeah, to, bringing uh, in Zombie Wanda to fuck with Ultron for a while, like, damn. That, and, yeah, because I was like, for a second, I was like, is Thanos going to show up? Because I Yeah, I thought it was Zombie Thanos because of that tease. And have, like, a 5v6 stone battle or something, like, but, uh. Yeah, it was crazy that even um, this iteration of Ultron still had, like, like he paused for a second. Like, you saw that. Like, he paused when he saw Wanda. Even though um, the, the this Ultron-Vision combo, you know, from Age of Ultron 
how that diverts there, there was still i guess something there even at that point in the story like yeah maybe he knew what how powerful wanda was but in age of ultron at this point yeah or he just sees and... the zombie wanda in front of him and goes this even if he doesn't recognize her he's like this is something that like i shouldn't fuck with mm-hmm. yeah. and so that was like that was pretty powerful yeah. but uh yeah, man, Doctor Strange, he, he was a beast. <laughs> I do have some uh, thoughts from Lee Aaron since she couldn't join us in today's episode. But okay. she said that the she thought the Killmonger thing was super obvious, and I kind of agree where they just showed him, like, eyeing different things. Where I'm like, he's going to yeah. do something. Like, he grabbed the Ultron, the Ultron head and was like... Immediately in the in like He's the like, bar, all right, you're going to yeah. do something. Um, she said it wasn't a satisfying ending to the story. It felt like something was missing. Her thoughts across the board of the season is that something's missing. I get what she means where I'm like, I like all the ideas they gave us. And I don't even think the execution is, it's not the best, but I wouldn't necessarily say the execution is full on bad. It's just, I need more from each story. I need more. And I really hope next season that the episodes are longer and that if they still want to do like an overarching story, they don't all have to connect. You could give me a one-off here and there. Um, and she um, also says that the the Gamora episode being cut was definitely felt. Because like, I couldn't tell you a single thing that Gamora did in that episode. And I couldn't, so like it didn't stick with me because like, we don't know how she's different than the Gamora that we know. Like, when I see what Widow was doing, I'm like, I know why she feels this way and why she acts this way is because of, we get a general idea of what happened to her world. Yeah, I feel like with Gamora's world, um, since Tony was with her and he had, like, a Sakarian, like, armor set, like, I that makes me think, because of how Hulk got to Sakaar, during the events of Age of Ultron in that universe, somehow Tony ends up on the Quinjet. That Tony just keeps flying the Quinjet away. To escape for some reason, and then he gets sucked into that wormhole, shows up on Sakaar, and then maybe Gamora's on Sakaar too, or obviously yeah. they, they team up. I mean, I also wonder if maybe Tony ended up in space after, like when he flies the nuke up through the wormhole in Avengers 1. Maybe yeah. he gets stuck up there, but his suit doesn't break down and he's in space for a few years. Again, we truly have no idea. I mean, it's more of a Gamora-focused episode, so they might just yada yada how Tony got up into space. Tony does not die in what that episode if we ever see it, so that's... Uh, yeah, finally an episode with Tony where he doesn't die. That's some, that's something that, we, uh, that we'll yeah. miss for sure. What would you um, want out of a second season? Like, what would you want them to fix? And what are some stories you'd want them to tell? That's tough, because, like, to, to go off Learen's point, like, how it, she said it didn't feel complete, um, I mean, it just makes me think of what I said earlier, of, like, we don't know the ramific- ramifications of this story, because it's obviously going to play into season two, or a movie, or something else, so we don't, like, the story literally isn't finished, and that's just, that comes with the territory of the MCU. Yeah. Um, I think what I would want to see from a season two is um like how you said like you you like you like some of the one-offs or you want more one-offs um i think because a couple of these episodes uh kind of were more connected than others right like 
I feel like Doctor Strange, his episode, him being in episode eight and him being in the finale clearly feels like the backbone or part of the backbone of the story. So I I think for season two, I would like more of a connectiveness between all nine, ten episodes where it's clearly like being pieced together. But obviously this season was more just establishing different iterations of the what if characters and then uniting them at the end yeah um, so i because the other thing is like for for a season finale for season one finale uh-huh. it's like i hope that this doesn't become the shtick now you know what i mean like i don't want to watch season two and season three assuming that there's going to be a third season and maybe more of every season being here's a couple one-off ideas and we all know that the finale of every season is going to be a reason that the Watcher has to gather everybody from these timelines and put them together. Yeah. So that's why part of me is like, just give us the one-offs and, you know, make it an anthology series. And if you want some of these smaller things, these smaller characters to appear in a movie, go ahead, do that. If that's like your way of being like, oh, you guys have to watch these because these are going to affect the movies. Fine. But, like, the idea of, like, the final episode always being a collection of the people that we saw so far being called in by the Watcher, because that's the only way it would happen, right? Is It would always be that the Watcher has to call them, which means that he's going to break his oath every season, and there always has to be some big event that requires him to break his oath because it's bigger than one timeline. And so, like... I don't want to say they wrote themselves into a hole necessarily, but I, you can't do that every season and have it not get stale, especially with the fact that this one was pretty was received pretty poorly in comparison to everything else the MCU's put out, especially this year as far as the Disney Plus shows go. I wouldn't say poorly. I feel like... I, I'm saying generally speaking. Yeah, I feel like the the vibe I'm getting from everyone is that it's good, not great. Um... I think what they need to do for next season is um, I, I think they'll follow up on The Watcher because clearly he broke his oath so there should be ramifications for that and we should see what that looks like. Um, uh, I think w- what would be something cool is like instead of doing like different one-offs with establishing characters like what if they like Kind of like how we talked about where Black Widow gets dropped into the assassinated Avengers universe. Like, like, what if we get like a whole season of that universe playing out through the MCU, like Infinity War timeline? And it's obviously going to be much more like, a, like, added. a like make the entirety, like make it an anthology series, but make each season an anthology rather than each episode. Yeah, like, like, really get into, like, one what-if universe instead of being like, all right, here's 30 minutes. Like like an American Horror Story type thing, where it's like... Yeah, yeah. The what-if, in this case, it, it was what-if... Um, damn, what was the that episode called with Hank Pym? Uh, what if... What if the Avengers never assembled or something? Yeah, so, like, make that the entire season, and then season three is the what-if Ultron one, like... I get what you're saying. Yeah, make it that the it is an anthology series, but it's there, a seasonal anthology rather than an episodical one. I I could, I might get behind that honestly because I think it would let things get fleshed out. Is there a certain uh, episodes where it's like, 
like I love the T'Challa Star Lord episode, but I'm like, okay, like this episode, this that universe is going to end with ego taking over everybody, or everything's going to be super chill, like because he already talked down Thanos, and that was the main thread in you know most of the primary timeline. Whereas the Avengers assassinated universe is like okay like how do they deal with ultron or well, ultron I mean, doesn't even get created it's like i guess ultron oh, doesn't get created in that one but thanos might still come down at some point who knows what yeah. other issues might occur now that loki kind of took over and whatnot so yeah like there are multiple stories they could tell mm-hmm. i personally but just I... want each episode to be fleshed out more yeah so that's another question is like are you satisfied with the 30-minute runtime of these episodes? No. Every episode I've watched, I, I've ended the episode wanting more. Not even in the sense of, like, show me more of what of from what happens at the end. I wanted more stuff to get me to... you. The ending could have been the exact same scene, right? Take the last five minutes of any episode, make that the same ending. Just add more stuff before it. And I think mm-hmm. that would have helped it out a lot. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I wish it were like an hour or 45 minutes or something. I could get behind 45 minutes because for some of them, they're like, for for the length that they are, I'm almost impressed with how much they pack into an episode. Like the, uh, the, the Ultron one mm-hmm. where I was like that you guys packed a lot in a, in a 35 minute episode in a way that like, I'm almost impressed because it didn't feel like. We just went from here to here to here. It each moment seems longer in my head. Like yeah. that one, I think might have been the one as far as, as as pacing goes that I was I'd be the most happy with. Yeah, and I think that was one of the longer episodes. I think that one was like thirty five, thirty. Might have been thirty five. Yeah, uh, which, none of them. None of them were forty. Yeah, which means what, like thirty minutes or something without the credits. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's just a matter of like, man, I just want more of it because I yeah, like the Killmonger episode, like that one felt so fast paced, especially with Killmonger like betraying people back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And if you flesh that out, it would not only just space up those moments of him betraying people so it doesn't feel like, you know. Yeah, you might make him a more compelling character rather than just showing us that, oh, he evil and evil man does evil thing. And I don't think there's a single episode that didn't have a montage in it, which just almost should tell you, hey, you guys might want to flush these ideas out more. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like they have to stick with the animation style, but, like, yeah, I wonder if they're this length just because of the resources it takes to make an animated show this way. Maybe. Um, I have nothing against the animation. That's, like, the one thing I have, like, no. Oh. I like it. It's cool. There was, like, yeah, I... Yeah, I know, like, um, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but wasn't Learen more critical of the animation style than... She said it's not her favorite type, but I don't think she hates it. Yeah, I, I know like... there's some people that just, not, not, they don't dislike the what if, like, animation style. They hate that entire animated style of the, of the cel-shaded 2D or 3D, 2D, whatever you call it. There's just a lot of people that don't like that style across the board, which right. is cool. But as far as this one, as, like, how it's used in this show, I don't think the animation suffers or anything. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was, like, fine 90% of the time. There was moments where, like, Tony looked weird for some reason. Yeah, that's the... I think anytime that you're going to try to adapt a, 
the face of a character slash real person that we know and have watched on screen for so long, it's never going to be a hundred percent. But like T'Challa, I thought looked spot on. It was like, I don't know. So, yeah. And maybe, you know, they'll fix, like, they'll just get better at it over time. Um, Batroc did not look like uh, George St. Pierre at all. I wonder no. if that was like, I wonder if that was just like a likeness thing. Like they just didn't have. Ma yeah. Maybe because he's a UFC fighter. It's like the likeness is different. So yeah, they, they kind of like, couldn't use his likeness. I was like, I know this is Batroc, but boy, it, doesn't look it also like could be that Batroc looks different in that universe, in that timeline. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, guess you got me there, but yeah. Uh, I, I love how the beginning of the Civil War or uh, Winter Soldier was exactly, especially like her diving. It was, yeah, it was, it was basically the same. And then at the end that they found, they found Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. It's the stinger. So, okay. So, Uatu's going to probably have ramifications for intervening in multiple timelines. But then we also have that hook with the Hydra Stomper slash. She, she calls it the Hydra Stomper. And, and then uh, Natasha goes, and they found someone inside. So I need them to explain what happened. And I think we did get confirmation that Captain Carter is going to appear in every season. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I need the next Captain Carter episode to explain to us. After she got sucked up by the Tesseract, what the hell happened to Steve inside this giant robot? Did did he still end up in the ice at some point? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, they... I, I, I don't think it's, like, that different because he... Because Bucky falls in the ice, Hydra gets him out, they, you know, shoot him up with, like, the bootleg serum. No. They... Bucky doesn't fall off the train in this one. I'm saying in the sacred timeline. Yeah. Like, him falling in the ice isn't like Steve. Like, he didn't need to fall in the ice to become the Winter Soldier. They experimented on him separately, and then they would just cryo-freeze him separately. Yeah, but I'm so, wondering what so, happened to Steve, that he was inside the Hydra Stomper all these years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean just thinking about it since especially since he had so many illnesses and stuff like maybe they still put the super soldier bootleg serum in him or because clearly he like, like i you mean said yeah in the first episode, we basically he... don't know what happened after captain carter got sucked into that portal but i think the tesseract was still on earth so maybe he still had to fly it to to get rid of the tesseract yeah because i remember lee aaron saying in the first episode that because Steve had scarlet fever, like he was not. He probably wouldn't be alive at this point. Yeah, but we all assumed so, that he wouldn't be frozen on ice. So I think I think he got experimented on some way and still in the suit and is like a winter soldier hydra stumper. So I don't know. Like yeah, that's that's gonna be wild to, to follow up on. But I and for me, like with with that storyline, like I kinda like I know, like, not everyone's feels this way, but I kind of like how, like, they play off of it, the existing storylines and just tweak them and change them up a little bit. Like, I like, I don't know, I liked how uh, Captain Carter was first Avenger, but a little bit different, and then it's going to continue on and branch out even more with Steve yeah. still being alive and playing a role in whatever episode or episodes go on in, in season two, so... Yeah. Um, I was a fan of I, I'm I'm a fan of that kind of thing. 
Did you hear that? No, no, no. All right, what? yeah, that's just had some people shouting in my oh, hallway. Yeah. Oh, God yeah, bless. The, God bless the uh, noise suppression Discord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I do think it is time to wrap things up. Do you have any final uh, thoughts, Brett? Um, yeah, I, uh, I overall enjoy this episode. It was a, uh, you know, this definitely was a show that I didn't stay up every week for 2 a.m. my time to watch it uh like it, did, it didn't have that energy as uh the live action shows so far yeah for me it was but, like if i'm up i'm up but i i i had a fun ride and um i love the in the different subversions of the characters that we know and love in the main timeline um some more than like i really loved strange supreme and i'm excited to see where he goes captain carter was cool like yeah, it was it was overall a, a fun journey. And, yeah, um, I'm excited to see them improve the show going on in season two. Yeah, and the further connected stuff that all this stuff shows up in other movies. And yeah, things like that. I definitely have my complaints about it, but I'm also definitely going to still watch the second season. I don't hate it with that much vitriol. I'm just like, eh, it's not the greatest, but I'm entertained for 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, and the thing is, like, it's going to be connected to other stuff. That's the thing. It does sound like they want to make this count, so I'm going to keep my eye on it. So, yeah, it's kind of almost, I think, like, if you want to be in the know of all these little details that will show up in other projects, like, you kind of have to keep watching it. And that's that's the beauty and the the curse of of the MCU. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, well then, we will see you guys next week. We have no more Marvel shows coming up until Hawkeye comes mid-November, so Media Club is actually not going on a break. We're just going to be talking about anything else we want to, so keep uh, keep your eyes out for a bunch of cool announcements, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.